We're glad to be sharing the ministry of Tabernacle of Praise with you. Now join us as we receive the Word of God. We have a lengthy scripture passage to open this lesson for understanding, 23 verses. So be patient. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years whereof the word of God came to Jeremiah, the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplication and fasting and sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed unto the Lord God and made my confession and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant of mercy to them that love him and to them that keep his commandments. We have sinned and committed iniquity and have done wickedly and rebelled, even by departing from thy precepts and thy judgments. Neither have we hearkened unto the servants, the, the prophets, which spake of thy name to our kings and our princes, and our fathers to all the people of the land. O Lord, righteousness belongeth unto thee, but unto us confusion of faces, as at this day, to the men of Judah, and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and to all Israel, that there art near, and they are afar off, through all the countries whither thou hast driven them, because their trespass, that they have trespassed against thee. O Lord, to us belongeth confusion of face, to our kings, to our princes, to our fathers, because we have sinned against thee. To the Lord our God be, belong mercies and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against him. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his ways, which he set up before us by his servants, the prophets. Yea, all Israel has transgressed thy law, even by departing, that they might not obey thy voice. Therefore the curse is poured upon us, and the oath that is written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him. And he hath confirmed his words, which he spake against us, against our judges that judged us, by bringing upon us a great evil, for under the whole heaven hath not been done as hath been done upon Jerusalem. As it is written in the law of Moses, all this evil is come upon us, yet made us not our prayer before the Lord, our God, that we might return from our iniquities and understand thy truth. Therefore hath the Lord watched, over upon, watched upon the evil and brought it upon us, for the Lord our God is righteous in all his works which he doeth, for we obeyed not his voice. And now, O Lord our God, thou hast brought thy people forth out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand, and hast gotten thee renowned as at this day we have sinned and done wickedly. O Lord, according to thy righteousness, I beseech thee, let thine anger and thy fury be turned away from thy city Jerusalem, thy holy mountain, because of our sins, and the, for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and thy people are become a reproach to all that are about us. Now, therefore, O God, 
hear the prayer of thy servant, his supplication, and cause thy face to shine upon the sanctuary that is desolate for the Lord's sake. O my God, incline thy ear, and hear, open thine eyes, and behold our desolations, and the city which is called by thy name. For we do not present our supplication before thee for our righteousness, but for thy great mercies. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, hearken and do. Defer not for thine own sake. O my God, for thy city and thy people which are called by thy name. And whilst I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel, and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God, Yea, whilst I was speaking, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation. And he informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I am come now forth to give thee skill and understanding. At the beginning of thy supplication, the commandment came forth, and I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved, and thou Therefore, understand the matter and consider the vision. We cover this because I believe there's a very basic essential related to the prayer that we need to learn out of these passages of Scripture. We cannot read these passages of Scripture without thinking about our own nation and our own nation's backsliding. If we had Daniel today, perhaps God would come to our rescue from the trouble that we are presently in. Remember, I started this series before the events that are now transpiring were even known. We are living in a time where our nation and world is living in the confusion of the face of our kings and princes and our fathers because of our sin against thee. The division that we feel in our nation, the division, the rancor among political parties is all because of our forsaking of thee. There is confusion of faith. No one knows the depth of this virus. No one understands any cure, how to really properly defend the society against it is beyond our grasp. There is little question that we deserve it, that it is no doubt perhaps of our sin. You warned us at 9-11. You warned us in other events. And yet, we rebuilt, we recovered, and we went on and never gave you a thought. Only thought of you during the crisis, and in that time, we've gone back to our normal daily life. Many will take issue with this statement. However, from my opinion and my belief, I just believe it's true. It occurred in a historic time. It was during the first year of the reign of Darius. In verse 27 of chapter 8, Daniel states, And I, Daniel, fainted, and was six certain days. Afterward, I rose up and did the king's business, and I was astonished at the vision but none understood it. In verse 2 of chapter 9, he said, I understood by the books 
Daniel was referring, referring to the prophecies of Jeremiah, which we'll look at in just a minute. Daniel, the word of God prompted Daniel to pray because in Jeremiah he had read it, the period of time for the desolation of Jerusalem would be 70 years. Daniel had spent the overwhelming majority of his life in Babylon, and the time of the Israel's captivity was about to end. If those who do not, in the Word of God, are prayerless, word, the Word prompts our prayer. In Leviticus 26, verses 14 through 16, But if you will not hearken to me and will not do all these commandments, and if you shall despise my statutes, and if you, your soul abhor my judgments, so that you will not do my commandments, but that you break my covenant, I will do this unto you. I will even appoint over you terror, consumption, the burning ague that shall consume thy, the eyes and cause sorrow of the heart, and ye shall sow your seed in vain, for your enemies shall eat it. God's judgment for disobedience occurs in Leviticus 26, verses 32 through 34. And I will bring the land into desolation, and your enemies which dwell therein shall be astonished at it. And I will scatter you among the heathen, and I will draw out a sword after you, and your land shall be desolate, and your cities waste. Then shall the land enjoy her Sabbath, as long as it lieth desolate, and ye shall be in your enemy's land. Even then shall the land rest, and enjoy her Sabbaths. God says, if you will be faithful to me, I will be faithful to you. But if you disobey me, and you're unfaithful to me, I will judge you. God gets what belongs to him. Psalms 24 tells us the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. You can honor God's ownership by following his precepts and enjoying the blessings of obedience, or God will get what's his with penal interest. In Jeremiah 25, verses 8 through 11, Thus, therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, because ye heard not my words, behold, I will send and take all the families of the north, saith the Lord. And Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant, my servant, God calls him, and will bring them against this land and against the inhabitants thereof and against all these nations round about and will utterly destroy them and will make them an astonishment and a hissing and a perpetual desolation. Moreover, I will take from thee the voice of mirth and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the sound of millstones and the light of the candle. God said, I'll shut you down. I'll shut down your economy. I'll take away the mirth and the joy. I'll stop weddings. I'll stop industry. I'll stop the light of your candle. And this whole land shall be desolation and an astonishment 
and these nations shall serve the king of Babylon 70 years. Daniel, at this writing, had been in Babylon 68 years. He knew that God had prophesied their captivity would be for 70. He looked at the confusion, he looked at the confusion of face and lack of interest of those Jews that were in Babylon of any desire to return. He became concerned and burdened because they had become comfortable in Babylon and did not want to return. Has Christianity become too comfortable in the environment in the world we live? Have we learned to adapt? Are we like people who go into a darkened restaurant where the lights are dimmed so low you can't read the menu, and it takes a long time for your eyes to get used to the dark? Have we just gotten used to the darkness that's around us? Is there no one who can carry the burden for our nation and our world? If there is no one who can stand in the gap and make up the hedge, Isaiah 44, 28, that saith of Cyrus, he is my shepherd. Cyrus, a heathen king, he is my shepherd and shall perform my pleasure. Even saying to Jerusalem, thou shalt be built into the temple, thy foundation shall be laid. Daniel realized he was the prime minister of this man. And God said that he would give permission to rebuild the city and the temple. There's a great concern that brings the denying of physical needs. Daniel not only prayed and fasted. And this is not a study on fasting. However, I note God's people who become intensely burdened about certain situations will fast and will pray because there are some that come not out except by prayer and fasting. The custom in the New Old Testament was praying with humility. And it was to pray in sackcloth and ashes. Humility is an attitude. It's not something you can put on and take off. Confession and repentance for sin comes next with humility. We fail God as individuals. We all do. We fail God as a nation. We fail God as a world. In intercession, one stands in the place of another. Intercessory prayer includes intercessory repentance. I've repented for things I never did, but I repented in behalf of others. I have confessed to God failures that I've never known, but I have known and loved people who have failed in these places. Daniel was specific in his confessing in verses 5 and 6, he mentions five kinds of sin of which he and the people were guilty. The word sin literally means to miss the mark. It's failing to hit the bullseye. Those who are called of God, who enjoy God's blessing, have an expectation of them to obey him. Iniquity. In Hebrew, means taking a straight thing and making it crooked. What a definition of some of the things that go on in America on a daily basis. 
Daniel confessed, we have committed iniquity. That there's a bending and twisting of God's word. When Peter in his epistle mentioned resting scripture to our own destruction, that is what he's referring to here. This is being done on a weekly basis in churches throughout this world. Resting scripture to our own destruction. He said, we have done wickedly. Wickedly comes from a word which describes disturbing a calm situation. Man, if there was ever a word that describes our nation and our world today, it seems that we cannot enjoy peace even for a moment that somehow we have to step in or somebody steps in and has to create chaos and confusion. This statement in the Hebrew is a colloquial statement. It's kind of like rocking the boat. We could say our political dialogue is wicked. In verse 5 he says, we have rebelled. Neither have we hearkened unto thy servants, the prophets, which spake in thy name to our kings, our princes, and the fathers, to all the people of the land. If you are hearing this sermon today, I warn you, you are responsible for its words. There are five things that are repeated throughout this prayer. Daniel there are three principles that should occur in every prayer which Daniel prayed here. We must have the right attitude about our prayer. We should confess our sin as a people. And we should acknowledge the attributes of God. We should acknowledge the right of God to expect obedience to his laws, his precepts, and covenants to us. We must affirm a firm conviction that God is always right. I must acknowledge that in every case where I depart from his word, that God is right and I am wrong. I must acknowledge that God is always faithful, that I would not be in some places that I am in if it were not for my sin and my iniquity, and my transgression. Whether it be blessing or judgment, God is faithful. God always remembers mercy and judgment. God always comes in judgment time, or mercy time and time and time and time and time before he ever executes judgment. God never executes judgment just out of the blue. He never executes judgment without showing mercy time and time and time and time again. God is always willing to forgive us. If we can repent, God can forgive us. To him belongs mercy and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against him. God's mercy is not related to the extent of my rebellion or to the extent of my iniquity. Daniel used three persuaders that God honors in every prayer to ask God to honor the failure of Israel. He acknowledged God's righteousness. He acknowledged that God was right 
give us his laws, his statutes, his precepts, his principles, and his judgment. Why does God answer prayer? Because he's merciful. It's not based on any righteousness of my part, but it's on his mercy alone. God has never answered any prayer by any human based on their righteousness. He only, by his mercy, does he answer prayer. And Daniel knew that God was interested in us. In verse 9, he said, Hearken, defer not for thine own sake. God is interested in us, but we have to be interested in him. God, we are not worthy. There is no reason why you should answer any prayer that any man prayers, but for Jesus' sake we pray. That's why we pray in his name. We pray in his name because we're saying, answer this prayer for his sake. In verse 21, Daniel said, yes, while I was speaking in prayer, I hadn't even had a chance to say amen. And the answer came. Has that ever happened to you? It's happened to me multiple times. Verse 23, at the beginning of thy supplication, the commandment came forth, and I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. I think if God could look at any life that acknowledges and serves him, you're beloved of God. I so want God to say that about me. I know God loves me, but I want him to like me. I want him to see in me beloved qualities, qualities that are in him, values that he possessed. It is God that really counts at the end of our prayer. Amen. For more information about Tabernacle of Praise, look us up online at tabernaclepraise.org. We want to hear from you, so be sure to connect with our Facebook page. We also have a free app that you can use to keep up with events or be notified of bad weather. And you can listen to our sermons directly from the app. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day.